Well, hey there, it's Liz Rohr from Real World NP, and you are watching the Real World NP YouTube channel. We make weekly episodes to help save you time, frustration, and help you take the best care of your patients. So as you can imagine, I spend a whole lot of time thinking about the transition to practice from grad school into the real world and why it's so hard and like why it's so terrible and what we can do better about it as a profession, what I can contribute, this company can contribute, where are we going as a profession in terms of like movement forward. And one of the pieces I've thought a lot about and one of the things I try to do with the company Real World NP is address like like three main pillars of that transition to practice. And this is just something I came up with. It's not like set in stone, but these are the observations that I've had for myself and over the years and with the people I've worked with. But really, like, I think the issue is, is that when we graduate, first of all, it's terrifying. <laughs> Nobody feels ready. And yeah, it's just like, how am I supposed to do this? I'm an imposter, all that stuff, right? And a lot of people feel like I'm not prepared. I wish that I knew more things. They're really worried about the clinical topics. They're really worried about the clinical knowledge and knowing the answers and making decisions, which is all like valid, real, 100%. That is a huge part of the transition. I wanted to talk about two of the other pieces. So the first transition to practice is about clinical knowledge, right? So we graduate with the skills and tools and baseline knowledge to be able to continue to learn as we see patients, as we practice in real life, right? Because like, even if, even if we've studied for thousands and thousands of hours, right? The people that you see in real life are not textbook people. And there's a lot of gray area and there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of lack of answers, even though you wish you had an answer, like people will just come in a couple of weeks later and be like, oh no, it just went away. No, it's not a big deal. The thing that you saw them for like a couple of weeks ago, and it was you know, something they were really stressed out about, you know, and you were really stressed out about helping them with and specialist referrals and all these tests and all this stuff. And then they just, they don't have symptoms anymore. Right. Which is really great for them. And it kind of is really like such a mind game roller coaster for nurse practitioners, especially new ones. So yes, yeah, so absolutely clinical knowledge, building your clinical knowledge, like that is a huge part of this transition of practice. And that's why it's so hard. The second kind of pillar of this transition of practice is navigating the healthcare system. That's the best name that I've come up with this kind of a category because there's this whole other element that we aren't really aware of, at least I wasn't aware of, and it sounds like a lot of other people aren't aware of either, is that when you get into the real world, you have to deal with things like not only are you like diagnosing and managing illnesses and diseases and things like that and helping patients, you're also trying to figure out like how healthcare works, right? How do you do billing and coding? Where do you order your medical equipment from? What kind of like paperwork do you have to do for these diabetic shoes? Visiting nursing services for somebody. Yeah, depending on which insurance that the person has, like where you get your medical equipment from, right? There's just like so many different pieces. In addition, there's also, I've done a couple of episodes on this on the YouTube channel and the podcast where I talk about the challenges of navigating primary care. So one of the challenges is that I was like totally not aware of because I was so, again, I was just so focused on the clinical knowledge building, right? And I kind of just started at a job and I was like, I'm just going to do my thing. And it's like, oh no, you exist in this like ecosystem of how healthcare works, right? And so I talk about the challenges of primary care. There's a whole playlist on YouTube if you want to look at that. 
But what I'm talking about is like basically the business of primary care, the business of healthcare and understanding things from that lens is really going to it really like when I learned that it really helped me understand where my boss was coming from, how to communicate with them better, how to get what I needed better. Once you understand like the business of healthcare, then you can start to troubleshoot. Okay. So like the scheduling thing is happening all the time. I'm like, you know, running out of time for patients or I'm getting them like double, triple book, just crazy stuff like that. Right. That's like a huge challenge that I think is really sneaky, which is one of the reasons why I'm making this episode, because I think so often we're focused on clinical knowledge and then there's these other two pieces. And so again, navigating the healthcare system, like the real world of like how this all stuff like fits together. Yeah. And then you have things like procedures, like where do you get equipment? How do you order needles for injectable medications, right? Like how do you send that to the pharmacy? And oh my gosh, there's just so many pieces, right? And then the third pillar is what I kind of call, like people use the word role transition. So I've kind of variably named it like role transition and stepping into leadership, which like sounds like, oh my gosh, like, no, thank you. I have way too much on my plate to think about any sort of like personal growth development into leadership and blah, blah, blah. Right. At least that's, that's like my own, like new grad head in my mind <laughs> brushing me off right now. But the reason I'm saying that is because unfortunately this is like a not optional piece. Like that's the kicker of it is that it's like not some like, you know, idealistic thing in the future where you're like, oh, I'm going to develop my leadership skills. It's like, no, 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 no. Like you are already a leader, even though you don't really want to be especially as a new grad. Right. And so like, I just remember when I came in and I was at my clinic and I was a newer grad and everybody, like our admin staff at the front desk, the lab, the nurse, like like everybody, like all of these associated clinic members came to my office to talk to me about this patient situation. And then it's like, oh, I'm the decider, right? And then the other piece of that is that you have to, again, not those situations where it's like, you're the end of the line, especially as a new grad, you really should have some sort of like mentor or supervisor, somebody around that you can ask questions, right? So you're not like, nobody's alone by themselves, right? Theoretically, right? And, and if you are alone in the clinic, you can always reach out to somebody or refer them to the hospital if, if it's really unsafe, right? Or call somebody, do an e-consult, do a cold call, things like that, right? But yeah, when the other example that I ran into as a new grad that I really wasn't prepared for was the fact that there is there is a bit of a structural hierarchy in the primary care clinic, right? So you have providers, you have the support staff that support them to do their jobs, right? Because if you listen to that Challenges of Primary Care episodes playlist, I talk about in the business of primary care is is that the providers are the kind of the money makers of the clinic, where when you as a provider see a patient and then you charge their insurance, that's what gives the clinic money, right? And so everyone's job is basically to support that because that's what brings in the revenue to support the company of the clinic. There are also grant funding things, but that's another episode for another time. But yeah, so you have the nursing staff, you have the medical assistants, you have the administrative staff, you have the lab technicians, right? You have all of these allied health professionals in addition to those people. And you are may not necessarily be their boss, but you still are a leader in that role. And there are some pieces in there where you need to learn how to talk to your staff members, how to ask for things, how to set boundaries, how to be clear in your communication and how to give feedback, how to clarify misinformation or clarify misunderstandings. And like I said, you might be a reluctant leader, but you are still a leader 
from day one in some sort of capacity, right? And I know everybody works in different types of clinics, right? There's private practices, there's something like a minute clinic where you're by yourself, right? And you do all the jobs, right? So that's a little bit different, but still there is some sort of element of leadership as well, just in the patient interaction, right? And just in the way that you conduct a visit and then you are the guide, you're someone who's guiding the patient through this situation that they're going through, right? And now that I'm like recording this and I'm thinking about myself as a new grad or a student, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really overwhelming. First of all, I see you. And second of all, I guess like the thing for me is when I feel overwhelmed or I feel like I'm like, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. For me, it feels like when I know what's going on and I understand the process, then I feel a lot calmer. Even if it's still hard, I understand like, oh, okay. This is why this is so hard, right? So I just want to share that with you that like sometimes when I conceptualize it in that way, it helps me kind of anchor into like what are the sort of things that are going on, right? So just as a recap, the first one is building your clinical knowledge. The next one is trying to figure out how to navigate all of those pieces of the healthcare system. And then the third thing is that role transition slash stepping into leadership. And again, this is not to overwhelm you, but hopefully you can kind of like, it gives you solace that like, if you're in that new grad position and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. First of all, yes, it is. And like, there's so many places that you're growing, whether you're a student or you've been in the practice for several years, like there's always opportunity for us to uh, push that edge of comfort. And then like, like I said, when you're a brand new grad, you don't have a choice. You're kind of just thrown into that. And so if you can kind of like bare minimum, just acknowledge yourself for how much you like, what volume of stuff you're learning and then just you know like recognizing like okay like there are pieces that are going to come that are going to come through and that these will feel more comfortable over time right so so i don't know hopefully that's helpful i don't know i feel like for me it's helpful to conceptualize those things but now i'm like worried i'm like oh gosh are you going to be overwhelmed by this episode i'm not sure please let us know if you have any thoughts about that and i wish there was more accessibility for this but i i've said this in a couple of different episodes mentorship is so so important and i have like i think my first episode that i ever made is still a classic i look a little different which is funny to see but um i can link to that here and you can take a look back at that episode but but really like one of the pieces that I was so helped by when I was a new grad is that I had a colleague who basically was like, I met with my supervising position for 15 minutes every week or half an hour every other week, sorry, 30 minutes and 60 minutes, 60 minutes every other week or 30 minutes every week, whatever sort of schedule you can have. She was offered that, but that position had left when I started. And so she was like, you just, you have to ask and you have to advocate for yourself if your clinic is not already doing that for you. So that's something that I would definitely recommend thinking about or looking into, especially if you're feeling like really overwhelmed by this transition of practice. It's just, it is really hard. And I see you. We do have a small amount of mentorship spots available with Real World NP. If you haven't seen that already, there's a wait list for like our next cohort. We have both like group mentorship and then we have some one-on-one -on -one spots. Our mentor is Brianna. She's a nurse practitioner, adult and women's health. And um, she's phenomenal. So if you're interested in that with our company, with our people, you can hang on that wait list. Yeah, I always am on the lookout for more mentorship um, possibilities. So stay tuned to be continued. But yeah, that's at realworldmp.com slash mentoring if you want to join us there. But yeah, I'm just, I'm thinking of you and I see you in the struggle. If you're in the struggle, hopefully this helps you kind of get a sense of orientation of where you're at and like recognize where you are and where you're going to be able to go. So thanks so much for listening.